I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Greetings, adventurers. Today, we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. What's up, everybody? It's Noah Daniels. Hey, y'all, and I'm JJ. And welcome to the Real Hauntings podcast. On this episode, we're bringing back two of our fan favorite guests that we haven't talked to in about a year. And man, their lives have continued to grow in the paranormal. It's Amanda and Mackie. Thank you all so much for coming back on. Of course. Thank you guys for having us back on. We're so excited. Like you said, it's been a year and we have just been grinding. We started a YouTube channel together. So we have definitely dived deep into the paranormal. That's awesome. Um, and Amanda, I was going to tell you before we started the podcast, so we still had that ghost lady noise bleed through our podcast. And the last episode we actually put up, because uh, I edited it Sunday night, in the episode, Kat was talking about how people say it comes on whenever we talk about it. And Kat was like, if you're here, say something right now. And I swear, like in the episode, I didn't hear anything. It was just like us talking. But in editing, there was like this really weird um, and it was different than the whispery noise we usually get. But it was like more, I would say, angry or forceful. So I don't I don't know if she liked Kat calling her out. And then, JJ, I don't know if you and Kat had an opportunity to listen to the episode with Evelyn and the guy from um, A&E Ghost Hunters. So Evelyn actually challenged, uh, not challenged, channeled the spirit 
and said that it was attached to cat and had some other things. So for our fans, if you haven't listened to that episode, it's two episodes back from this one. So make sure you check that out. I'm bummed that I'm bummed that Catherine isn't here uh, tonight because maybe y'all would see would see our roommate was here (laughs) curious because ever ever since our our living corporeal roommate moved out we've uh kind of turned his room into like an office slash guest room and have been recording down here so i've been wondering if uh that would affect things but it it sounds like she's still getting into our audio so well it's gonna be weird if no like there's no audio disturbances with cat being gone you know because oh, yeah. she said that it was attached to her mm-hmm. so yeah all that's so crazy it's it's really been fascinating to have all those noises come through and our fans are always emailing us about it but so why don't you tell us about your youtube channel that y'all started yeah i mean it was pretty like spur of the moment i feel like one day we were just like should we start a channel and <laughs> Like two weeks later, we posted our first video. And what are you guys doing on the channel? Is it like going to haunted locations or filming stuff around your house? Or what exactly do y'all have on there? We definitely have started with uh, like locations in and around San Diego, Los Angeles, Southern California. But uh, (laughs) we've gotten to go up to a couple other places recently. So starting local and working our way out. And if there was one episode that you would recommend our fans go and check out like right now, which one would you recommend? Gosh, they're like all pretty different. I mean, I personally like the series from my house just because it was like so real and raw and crazy, just how it all started in general with Amanda seeing something in my yard. But I feel like that one was just so real. That's my favorite as of now. Yeah. And that's actually, I think what kind of yeah. prompted us to um, reach out to you guys. Cause we wanted to hear all about what was going on in that backyard. I know the TikTok videos I saw left like quite the cliffhanger. So I can't wait to hear about it. One thing I would be remiss if we didn't do for our new, for our new listeners, Amanda is a medium who came on our podcast and told us what it was like to grow up seeing and talking to spirits. And then she had to deal with kind of a dark entity um, younger in her childhood. I think, I believe that episode is the exorcism didn't work if I'm not mistaken. And then Mackie, um, I always think of Mackie as a surfer first, uh, ghost encounter second. Um, but she had a really, or she has a cool TikTok channel where I think it began with her working in kind of like a van building, like a, a live van kind of situation. And then slowly started to, talk about growing up in a haunted house. And that's how we kind of found both of y'all on TikTok. And like I said, we're excited to get y'all back on. So why don't y'all walk us through what led to y'all digging into Mackie's yard? Well, like <laughs> Mackie said, like it was, she likes it so much because it was so raw and happened in such a, a natural way. You know, I actually am at Mackie's house all the freaking time but we film. So I'm usually driving up there at night and we pretty much leave straight from her house. So I'm not hanging around like around the house during the day, but it was one of the first times I had spent the night there. So I was there in the morning and uh, I stepped outside onto their side yard. They had a courtyard 
And I had never been out there during the day and I was looking around and there's this one part of it. I'll let Mackie describe it because she knows it a little bit better. But when I looked at this like part of the yard, I was like, something's not right. But even just the way that this part of the courtyard is built, like Mackie, go ahead and explain it, is so weird. Yeah, so the courtyard area, it's almost like the the center of our house because it's the the whole wall is glass sliders right there. So whenever you're coming in the house from any direction, you're gonna see where these sliders are into the courtyard. And so I've was born and raised in this house. So I've always, I, I didn't know it was weird until Amanda pointed it out. Once she pointed it out, I'm like, that is kind of weird. So we have this planter. It's just a dirt planter, like three feet wide with brick that lines the entire thing. And it goes from our side gate all the way and wraps around to the backyard to the other side gate. So it's just a huge planter. It goes around the entire outside portion of my house and in between like the bricks and the neighboring fence it's just all dirt my dad has tomatoes planted and some other stuff there's palm trees just it's all filled up but there's this section that Amanda pointed out and just in the most awkward position the dirt cuts off and then continues on going forming into brick formation for about six feet then the bricks cut off and the dirt continues so it's just this six foot portion of brick in this dirt planter. So like I said, growing up here, I've been so used to it. I never thought twice, of, twice about it. But once she's like, that's kind of weird that it's just randomly stops and it's just covered with brick right there. I'm like, you know what? That is weird. So Amanda was out there and she goes, have you guys, do you guys have something in, like buried under those bricks? Or she's like, what's, what's with those bricks? I'm like, I don't know. Like, what are you, like, what are you sensing? Uh, like, I only said that because growing up, I had a lot of hamsters. So we had a hamster graveyard in our backyard. <laughs> and uh, I asked because I was seeing like a little wooden box, almost the size of a shoe box. So kind of what you might bury a pet in, but it, wasn't a buried pet like I just knew that and uh so I asked Mackie like is anything buried here and I told her like well we did we do have pets buried like in the backyard not in the courtyard so when I told you when I told Amanda that she's like this doesn't feel like a pet to me because like she was saying she has all these hamsters <laughs> and stuff buried in her yard and she's been to however many people's houses in her lifetime. It's like a common thing, I feel like, to have to bury your pet in your backyard. But you were saying that it didn't, the feeling, what you said to me was, this is something I wouldn't want on my property. Like, I would not want whatever this is yeah. buried at my house. Like, it didn't feel like an animal. And like, yeah, and the reason I was like, did you bury animals back here? She was like, no, this is literally, this has been here since my parents moved in 32 years ago. So it was nothing that Mackie's family has done on the property. And then when we really started like getting curious and I was like, I don't like whatever's over here. Like the vibes were just really off and bad. Um, we went over and of course started like looking at it. And the bricks weren't laid like nicely. Like it looks like an at-home kind of backyard job rushed. 
And uh, I looked underneath to the side of the brick, like where it'd be laying on top of dirt. And there was concrete, like right on top of, or right underneath the brick on top of the dirt. And it was eroding the dirt underneath the concrete. So you could like get almost down in there. And when we asked, yeah, it was hollow. And we asked Mackie's dad, we're like, have you noticed this? And he's like, yeah, actually, when I water my plants, like, because he has those bushes over there or whatever, he said, I have this little, it's like a cinder block. Yeah, like a cinder block to make a moat. So the water can't go underneath there. But I've noticed that. So they just never thought to like, obviously, this at home concrete job. So he told us that we were welcome to uh, take a sledgehammer to it and break it up. I feel like Maggie's dad is like, I, I just wanted to plant some tomatoes, have a nice Saturday <laughs> afternoon, maybe get a beer, sit in the yard. Yeah, we have some free labor. So yeah, that's exactly right. And like, the weird part was, I don't, I just couldn't believe in all the years I've lived here, I've never like gotten that close to it, where it just took if you really just looked at it, you can see it just goes underneath the brick, just completely hollow. Like it's not hard to see, but from both sides, from it like pushing up against the neighbor's fence and then the other end that leads into the planters just from all sides, it was just hollow underneath. So my mom, she's like, yeah, guys, go ahead. Like I want a new fireplace and stuff right there. So they were all about it. And even my dad, they just, they also want to know what was there. Like they're, curious and amanda is that a feeling you get like how often would you say you get that sensation in general in life when you're experiencing new places like not very often often enough to it's it affects me a lot like sometimes i'll be walking in a grocery store pushing my cart and i'll go to turn down an aisle and there's somebody there that either it's them or they have somebody with them that makes me feel that same way. I don't stick around long enough to find out, you know, I just kind of turn the other way and move away from it because it makes me feel so bad, but it doesn't happen very often. And I think the best way to describe it is it's like, um, I, I feel sick. Like I'm going to physically be ill. I remember this one time I was driving and this is an extreme case, I was uh, driving with my mom in the car and thank goodness she happened to be driving, but we went past this guy on the side of the road, just like a normal guy, you know, people walk on sidewalks all the freaking time and I drive next to them all the freaking time. And when I saw this guy on the side of this like road, I told my mom, I'm like, you need to stop the car. And I opened the door and I threw up like it, it made me, that's the way I say, like, it makes me feel sick. Hmm. It made me feel so sick that I actually threw up. So it's just like that really negative, you know, when like not nervous or anxiety before you go on stage, but that fear, like that's how Matthew's mm. backyard made me feel. Oh my God. Wow. I don't know. I'm sorry. That's aggressive. And like, the weird thing is, is we had filmed there before. Like we, when I met Mackie because of her haunted house, she texted me and she's like, there's something here. Did you guys just hear that tap? Yeah. yeah. She's like, there's something like in my house and I think it's bad. Like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, wow, I'm going to go meet this stranger on TikTok and see what negative entities like had her property. So that was how we met. But the courtyard, when we were filming and really doing our investigations, it was always on that side of the house that the most activity happened and the weirdest things happened. And it's connected to your garage, Mackie. 
Yeah, that was the, we started putting it all together because there's my garage is haunted for anyone who doesn't know. And it's always something bad in the back corner that we're just like, okay, this is terrible. Like not, not even bad, just terrible the way it feels and just the stuff that's been in there. And we realized right where Amanda pinpointed this box to be, it's less than three feet away from that corner in the garage. So the garage like comes outward into the courtyard to it's so hard to explain, but it comes outward into the courtyard. And that back corner is right across the three foot walkway in between the planter and the side of the house. So it's all centered right there next to each other. And on YouTube and TikTok, how much of this are we getting to see? Like, I feel like we get a pretty good idea of the layout, um, at, at least yeah. the the back area. So yeah, the courtyard, it, oh, sorry, <laughs> go ahead. The courtyard's pretty small. Yeah, the courtyard's small in itself, but um, in the TikToks, you can see it all perfectly, the layout. Like, we're, like, crammed in there when we're hitting the brick apart where there's no, like, hardly any space at all from where we're hitting to the side of the house. And so that side of the house that we're crammed against the entire time, that's the corner of the garage. So I guess the big question is, did you guys start digging into it? Yeah. Literally? <laughs> well, we started... Um, oh, sorry. Oh, no. We uh, broke up all that brick, which was a lot more work than we thought it was going to be. We actually live-streamed the entire thing, like us breaking the first brick, because we wanted people to know. And, like, there's always a chance, you know, that I'm wrong. But I felt so strongly about it. I was like, yeah, let's put this on social media before we start. So they really got to see like from the very first breaking the ground, you know, getting that brick out. But it was a much bigger job than we anticipated for two girls. Uh, so getting the brick out was huge. And then there's all this dirt that we had to dig up. So we're working on that right now. And we're a little stuck. We're looking for a, uh, not a surveyor, but... Brown penetrating radar to scan the area because like Amanda said we broke apart all the all the breaking concrete but we actually haven't even started digging into the dirt yet because there's like nowhere for us for us to put it like we just I guess we didn't plan accordingly because we didn't we needed a wheelbarrow which we didn't have we need a smaller shovel which we didn't have we have nowhere to put the dirt so my dad was like you can't just like take the dirt and put it in the driveway and we're like you know what you're right so since then we were like all right we need to slow down get a wheelbarrow and all the equipment and try to find someone to scan where we should be digging instead of just digging anywhere for no reason so is that kind of where y'all are now yes. yeah so but, that's where we're stuck right now but so i did want to mention um my dog kaya so while we were doing this process, Kaya is not a digger, like not a single hole in our yard. She's just not into it. So when we were starting to tear this stuff apart, she was like trying with all of her might to get out to us. So eventually my mom was like, I have to let her out there. Like she, she's freaking out. So she came out and I've never, she's a Husky. So her tail's always up and like curled and she came out and me and Amanda, we've never seen her like this. Her tail was down. Her ears were back. She was just being so weird. And she hopped right into the, the ditch we had been digging. And there's still concrete and brick on it at this point. We'd removed about half of it. And Kaya 
kept taking her paw and like hitting the edges of the brick, trying to pull it apart. And then she started digging down in the dirt and she'd do that thing, you know, when dogs hear like a noise and they like stop and like tilt their head all weird and like look at something. She repeatedly would do that into the hole underneath the bricks, right where Amanda was sensing it. Like she was hearing something or sensing something. It was just really weird. That's the part that freaked me out the most was Kaya because she's never acted the way she acted that night. So if somebody is in the SoCal area, how can they contact you if they do have that equipment and they want to help you dig up whatever it is that's under there? That would be amazing if someone like did this type of stuff and are able to help us out. Um, I think the best way would be we have Instagram. We check our DMs on there every day. So our Instagram is Mackie and Amanda, or you can email us <laughs> the spooky uh, Wait, what is the email? <laughs> <laughs> the spooky at gmail.com. <laughs> you said that with so much confidence. You're like this, this fucking... <laughs> I know, I know. I like paused for a second. I'm like, uh <laughs> Amanda, I'm curious. I mean, you are no stranger to seeing things that others can't and having senses and you know, you've um, been proven right over and over again of things that have come to you. What's your best intuition or guess of what's in there? Um, like I said, I can basically just tell you guys what I saw. So when I stepped out and I like looked into the courtyard into that corner, um, I saw this little box, like probably this big, this wide. And it looked like it would have opened like this, like not like the lid would come completely off. So that was kind of what I saw. And I know that's really specific, but that was the image that was put into my head. And then the feeling that I got along with that image is what made me so nervous about the box and made me pretty confident that it wasn't a hamster graveyard or a pet buried, you know? And uh, while we're sitting here on this podcast, Mackie, I'm having this crazy realization that one of the first times that I came to your house before I like, before all of this happened, and we obviously spent a lot of time in your garage because of that man who, um, there was a man who committed suicide in Mackie's garage. I don't know if you can like say that on here or on a live to himself, whatever you want to like put, you know, um, but that's kind of why we always have started in the garage. And I remember at one point we were sitting on your couch and I looked into that right backhand corner and I was like, what's on the other side of that wall? Yes. Yes. Do you, you remember that? that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just, and I was like, it's just a courtyard. It's just our courtyard. You said it's just the courtyard. And that was literally the end of it. Mm-hmm. And now I, I think that was like before we ever had a YouTube channel. I think the first time we ever went into the garage, you're like, what's behind that door? And I was like, it's the courtyard. And you're like, oh, okay. And I was like, why? And you're like, I don't know. Like, I was just, yeah, I was like, never mind. Like, yeah. Oh, that's so weird. I mean, I think we're all, we're all thinking this, so I'm just going to say it, but it sounds like you have a baby coffin. God damn it, JJ. I was thinking that too, but I wasn't going to say it. (laughs) I was thinking the same thing and now I'm sweating. I mean, I I don't want to think about that and I don't want to like, I don't want to traumatize anyone uh, because that's terrifying, but like- When I, when she was explaining it to me the first time, I'm like, 
shit, someone put a Divic box in my yard. And I was like, no, 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 no. And so that has been my fear that it's a Dybbuk box. Wait, what's there. a Dybbuk box? Oh my gosh. It's like in the, um, the Jewish culture, basically they're, people refer to them as demons in a box. So people will like lock away their demons into a box and seal it off with wax and bury it or just keep it in the family for years and years and years. And apparently you're like never supposed to open them because you'll release whatever's in there. And there are these thick wooden boxes that people usually <laughs> use for it. So when she was saying that, I'm like, what? oh my gosh, like it's, Oh, well, maybe it's not a dead baby then. Maybe it's just a Dybbuk box. <laughs> maybe it's just a demon in a box. Yeah. That's not bad. It's my just demon in a box. box. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's, it's like, whatever it is, we think that like whatever the bad spirit in my house is, is somehow connected to, connected to that because we can't get it to leave the property, but I don't know. Yeah. It's just like it's stuck there. Like it, like. It's like attached to something. We never knew what it was. So well, if, if, when you get close to it, if it starts, if you start hearing like drum beats, then that's Jumanji. Don't play the game. Oh my God. Or do, you know. At last. <laughs> well, I know like uh, since the last time we spoke to you all, Amanda, you kind of, um, what am I trying to say? Like your origin story for doing this stuff is so interesting because, and Mackie, yours is kind of similar too. You just, kind of randomly put a story out on TikTok that wasn't really associated to the rest of your page, which I always found so interesting for somebody who, I mean, your life, you've always been very involved with it, but from our perspective, it seemed like a kind of a new thing. And since then, I believe if I'm not mistaken, you've like been to wakes where people have brought you in to do like readings and things like that. Is that true? Yeah, Absolutely. Can you tell us about what that experience is like and just some of the other things maybe that you've experienced since the last time we spoke to you? Yeah, so I, I think it's a little crazy because like you said, like it was so out of the blue. And for me personally, talking of like experiencing it wasn't out of the blue, but talking about it absolutely was. I had experienced this thing that was bad in my life for so long since before I could speak. And I never talked about it out of fear of people thinking I was weird. Uh, I, I'm Christian. I didn't want to be shunned from churches because this isn't like something that I choose to do. This is not something that I actively practice. This is like what I believe is a gift and I'm trying to do the best I can with it. So when I posted that TikTok, it was super, none of my friends knew, you know, I had people that I had gone to high school with messaging me, is this real? Like, where did this come from? And it was just because I wasn't ready to talk about it yet. And when I posted it, I thought, you know, maybe I can help some people um, understand their gift. Like I didn't have anyone to help me understand mine. And because I am able to see them and specifically speak to spirits, I not only was given the opportunity to help people who are like me, but I was able to help people who have lost loved ones, you know, people who needed peace. And it's not everyone because I don't call out to specific spirits. So I can't choose to go somewhere and be like, yes, I will connect you to your family member. It's always a risk. And it's something that I hope will happen when I go, but I did end up going to awake. 
And that one was stressful for me. Obviously, it's a lot of pressure for those now, of you guys. Oh, go uh, ahead. You may be about to explain what I was going to ask, but it, it, like a traditional wake, that's where they have the body out, right? Where you can see it. Is that correct? That's normally what it was, a celebration of life. So there was no like open casket or anything like that. There was no body. It was uh, just all of the family was coming together. Um, they weren't able because of COVID to have a traditional kind of um, funeral. So they all got together later on and did a celebration of life. But family came from all over the country and I got to meet them. So they were all hoping that I would connect them with this one specific woman but uh, they fed me. They were super nice. I was super nervous. People, all the living people there, it's hard to describe. All the living people there pretty much had spirits with them. And it started out while they were like feeding me and I was in line. And some of the family members were super happy that I was there. And some of the family members thought it was super insensitive for the other ones to have brought me, which I understand, you know? But uh, it definitely wasn't the like, most solid introduction. I was serving up some, like, I think it was nachos. Not that it matters, but that's, like, burned into my brain. And there were three women in front of me, and each of them had a child with them. And they just happened to be the three women there with kids all together. This kids were spirits. I'm still working on explaining that. As you can tell from, like, my last podcast, I haven't gotten much better. Wait, these they are, all, they each had not like their own corporeal living child, but had like no. a spirit attached to them, like a yeah, child they all, spirit? they all had little children. And if I remember, one had a daughter and two had sons. Um, So I was even able to tell like what these children were. And I knew that they were like miscarriages that neither of them had made it, or none of them had made it full term. And uh, the girls were asking me like about it, what I do, you know? And so I told them because they wanted to know who they had with them. And both of those girls that I talked about it to were like, I had had a miscarriage. And so that made sense. And then they looked to the third girl and the third girl was like, like, like I didn't have a miscarriage, you know? And they're like, she's never lost a baby. She never had a miscarriage. And uh, she ended up, I kind of outed her in front of her whole family, but she had had an abortion when she was young. Um, mm. And that was a little bit awkward. I felt really bad for that. I did not know how to recover, but that was kind of my introduction to the whole family. And then later on, they took me and they all sat me in a room. I was in my own little chair and they sat in a circle around me. Like people were on the staircase. There were probably like 20 people there. And they're like, all right, go ahead. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and thankfully people were coming through because that's always my fear is that like people are just going to be like, yeah, I don't have a message. So um, I probably spoke to 10 different spirits that day that had come, in, uh, had come with other people. Some were family members, some were friends that they had lost. And uh, I think the two that really stuck out to me was one of them when I got there, uh, a spirit had stepped forward and we're like, uh, this person's going to be late and this person's not coming. So I shared that with one person in the beginning and it ended up being true that the one who was obviously late, but uh, the one who didn't end up coming was so upset about like 
uh, like the family, like being all together, something had happened personally that they were decided last minute not to come. And their spirit, like their spirit that was with them had come forward and kind of outed them in the beginning before they said they weren't going to come. If that makes sense. So you're sitting there in that, I guess, stairwell and, and these people are around you. And I, this is the first time you've done something like that, right? Yeah, this was the first time that I had been invited to something like this. Um, with this same family, I had I have a story about this on my TikTok. I traded a reading for a haircut. So we knew we kind of knew this family. They work. My mom works with them. Um, but beyond that, like I don't know them too well. And I've gotten my hair cut by them before. And when I was there, I was talking to the mom. Her dad had stepped forward and had a message. And I talked to her twice about her dad. He had stepped forward both times. So when my mom told me this time, uh, you're doing a reading for a haircut, I had never done like an official reading for anybody. So I was like already a little nervous. And I'm like, oh, the pressure is on. because they're. I like that your hair. mom like bartered your medium abilities for a haircut. <laughs> She's like, all right, I and know. next we need to get the oil changed. So if you can hop on in. For real, right? But it ended up, I was like, I don't want to do this. Like I would rather pay for a haircut because I can't promise that somebody's going to come through. And I've already talked to her dad multiple times. So like, I don't know what new things he'll have to say, but whatever I go. And she's like, actually it's somebody else. So I'm like, okay, at least I have like that on my side. And I trade my haircut or get my haircut. And then they're like, all right, come into the house. So I'm like, the pressure's on. I'm starting to sweat. And I walk into the house and there's like multiple women sitting at this table and then they have some on FaceTime and it's like a group reading. So I was totally ambushed, which was Better okay. been a good haircut. It was a good haircut. It was worth it. But um, I was obviously really nervous because now it's not just one woman that I have talked to a couple of times, but it's her family. It's her sisters and her daughters and everyone waiting to connect to this woman and right away their mom and some of their grandma walks through without like I know that she used to have like a walker or some kind of thing because I get that image in my head she walks through holding I think it was a glass of brandy like it was a super specific liquor holding a cigarette walks through their living room out onto their back porch and sits down smokes her cigarette and I was like oh I know who this is. She like showed me this and I kind of described these images that I saw because she didn't like speak to me. It was all imagery. Does that like charades almost. Mm -hmm. um, and she was a smoker since they had, she had lived with this family for however many years they had tried to make her quit, tried to make her quit. And she would every once in a while, like get a hold of one and like sneak it, you know? Um, and the glass that she had, whatever liquor it was, I wish I could remember right now was what she always used to drink. Um, so she kind of, it was almost like an F you. I'm walking through your house, <laughs> smoking a cigarette, doing what I want, and I'm going to sit on my back porch. Well, um, that's so the that time was, to smoke if you're already dead. I, you know? <laughs> so that was, I know, might as well. But that was like her introduction to me. And then uh, later on, she was talking about... Um, she was showing me necklaces, like cross necklaces and multiple of them. So I was like, what's up with the cross necklaces? And they look at me 
and they're all silent. And I'm thinking, what nerve did I just hit? It's like the baby all over again, right? Um, where I'm like, oh, what did I say? What did I do wrong? And one of them gets up from the table and she walks into the kitchen and she grabs a grocery bag and sets it on the table in front of me. And it's full of jewelry boxes. And she opens one of the jewelry boxes and it's the cross necklace that I had just described. And that this is like the first thing that their mother said to me. She goes, I wanted them all to have a piece of me. And uh, they were necklaces that could hold ashes. And it was actually something that the family had been arguing about whether they would do cremation or a burial. So she kind of settled it right there, talked about the necklaces and said, I wanted each of them to have a piece of me. So that was really cool too. Wow. And is this, you're still very young, both, I mean, both you and Mackie are, is this, is this something that you want to continue doing uh, that form of mediumship? Absolutely. I think, um, like I said, I think it's a gift and it's something that I really suffered through for a long time because it didn't feel like a gift. So now being 21 and having the opportunity to help people with something that I thought was so bad for so long, it makes it feel like everything that I went through when I was young was worth it. So this is something that I absolutely want to continue doing. I wanted to be a doctor for a long time. This is like a little like personal thing also, but kind of important to why I want to do what I do. Um, I was really lucky growing up. I knew exactly what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a doctor. I know what school I knew what school I wanted to go to. I wanted to be a facial reconstruction surgeon and go to foreign countries and fix cleft palates. So like I had a plan, you know. And then I got shingles when I was going into my freshman year of high school and ended up with nerve damage in my back. And it kind of took that entire option away from me. It wasn't something that was going to be like in, in my hand of cards anymore. And I was really sad about it for a really long time. And then being able to kind of help heal people in this way, a completely different way that I never would have thought I'd have the opportunity to do is something I feel really lucky to have. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, I'm sorry that you had the shingles, but I'm glad that you're able to continue to help people. I know it's, you know, it's not something that JJ and I can relate to in the sense that, you know, we don't see spirits and talk to spirits in that way, but we can certainly understand how you're able to help give people peace. And uh, if nothing else, maybe cure some curiosity they have um, about past loved ones and things like that. Well, Mackie, it's been equally as long since we've seen you. Um, now, I know you had switched projects from the van to building like a shed or something in the backyard. Is that right? Yeah, it's essentially a shed, but I call it a tiny home. Okay. Like a, a little <laughs> she shed. Um, and yeah. shed. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you still have a pet snake. Is that right? I think that was a new addition after we had seen you last little z she's still worming around she's a little bit bigger now but definitely still a baby yeah no new pets besides that i don't think oh, oh well i did get a so one of my my cat passed away but when he passed away i went out and got a betta fish the same i think it was the next day i got this betta fish i had it for three weeks and all of a sudden one night i went out there i'd seen this fish literally two hours earlier i went out and was looking for the fish. It was like nine o'clock at night. I was just like, hello. And so I'm looking for the fish. And at first I don't see it anywhere in the little tank. It's a tiny little tank. Cause it's a beta fish and it was a baby. 
And so at first I didn't see it, but it had a couple things like it had a bunch of pebbles at the bottom. It had this oyster that it could go lay inside a plant. So there were some spaces it could have been hiding in. And so I wasn't too worried at first, but I was just joking around with my mom like, oh my God, like the beta fish is gone. I can't find the beta fish. So she comes out and we start looking and I start filming a Snapchat literally just to send to Amanda to be like, my fish is gone. And so as my mom starts like looking more, we're like, wait, like, where's the fish? Like actually where's the fish? (laughs) And so we pull every single thing out. This beta fish is completely gone. Like, I don't have any cats. I don't have any animals that could hop on a countertop, nothing like that. There's no water splashes anywhere around the house. There's nothing. And this fish is completely gone. We took everything out to the point where we're like the last option. And if we're blind or something and we can't see this. So we took the water and poured it into a strainer. The fish is gone. Just this fish is completely vanished into thin air. And my mom to this day, she will not let it go. She's like, what happened to the fish? Because your snake didn't have like a little hump in it, did it? No, no, the <laughs> snake was in a separate room. <laughs> well, but- I I love listening to ghost stories, but I've always been a little sad that we haven't had more alien abduction stories. So I'm just going to choose to believe that your fish was abducted by aliens. That's literally, we have no idea. JJ, I no thought I- you were going to like tell something I didn't know and be like, so Amanda and Mackie, tell me about last week when you were abducted by aliens. And I know. Like, what the fuck? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, really funny. Well, not clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> we would just like put an image of an alien and you guys like in the, you know, but yeah. well, so Mackie, since we last spoke to you, um, I know obviously you have the spirit from the garage and you and Amanda have been on some adventures. Are there any significant ghost stories that you would like to share with us um, that have kind of impacted you since we last talked? Oh, Amanda, the, okay. The night we started digging, Amanda was spending the night and we're out sitting in the living room and our living room has a big bay window that looks out onto our front yard onto the street. And we're sitting on the couch in the back of the couch backs to the window. So our backs were to the window. And so we're sitting there. And like I said, my cat had just passed away at this point. It's probably a week or two before that the cat had passed away. And so Amanda and I were just sitting on the couch talking about nothing ghost related, just having a conversation in the middle of the conversation, Amanda jumps and pulls her feet up and she goes, Oh, a cat just brushed against my legs. And then she went back to talking and obviously it was like a spirit, like a ghost cat she was talking about. And she went straight back to talking. I'm like, wait, 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 what'd the cat look like? Because she knew that my cat had passed away and she was just brushing over. I'm like, what'd the cat look like? And she's like, oh my gosh, it was your cat. And so this was, she said she saw it one other time in front of my house and she thought it was a real cat. But when she saw it the first time, she wasn't positive if it was mine. So she didn't want to bring it up to me. But when she saw it in my house this time, she's like, that's 100% your cat that passed away. So we started talking about that for a while because it hung out with us. He hung out with us for like the rest of the night, basically just sitting on the couch. So we were just having a good old time talking about my cat. And as we're talking about it, at this point, it's around midnight. All of a sudden we hear, wow, wow. 
and Amanda and I stop and just stare at each other because this didn't sound like a cat. It sounded like a person trying to sound like a cat from outside my house. It sounded like it was right outside the big window. Just, it was not the type of thing where we had to be like, shh, shh, shh. listen, it was the type of thing we were talking loud and this interrupted us with all the doors and windows closed. So we're sitting there for probably two minutes, just frozen, just staring at each other, listening to this thing every five to 10 seconds, just doing this. Meow. And we're like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Like, this is either a person who's watching us outside and they're crazy and trying to sound like a cat, or this is like a weird demon, or we just didn't even know what it was, but we're like, we were just talking about my cat. Now someone's doing this. So eventually we got like enough courage. We're like, we need to go in the other room and wake up Amanda's husband because he was asleep in the other room. And we're like, we need to go get him because (laughs) this is someone about to like come and attack us. So we get up and like run over to him right when we, or we start waking him up and I go to the slider that leads leads into the backyard because he was sleeping on the couch next to it. So I open the slider and we hear the noise continue on for probably like 30 more seconds once I open that door and then it just stopped. The second Brendan woke up, the noise stopped completely. And we're like, that was the weirdest thing we've ever like heard. <laughs> and That's so crazy. we like, we go on, we're like, hey, that was weird, but whatever, like we're safe now. The next day, Amanda and I had to go up to LA. We didn't get back until around midnight. So the only people who were at my house at that time were my brother and my dad. So we go to LA, we come back at midnight, go to bed, nothing crazy happened. The next morning we get up and get in my dad's truck because we were all going to Vegas. And so we get in the truck and we're on the road for 30 minutes. And my dad goes, Brandon and I had a spook last night. And Amanda and I were like, what do you mean? And he's like, there was a bean last night. And at this point, me and Amanda are like, what are you talking about? Because my dad has always just been not against this stuff, but like scared of it and doesn't talk about it at all. So we are super interested in this. And so what he said was last night at 11 o'clock at night, him and my brother are both asleep in their rooms and this noise woke them up. That was like a meow, meow. And it sounded like a person. So they lit, they're both, neither one of them know each other is awake at this point, but they're both listening to this thing go on for about five minutes and eventually my dad's like okay I need to get up and check this out because it sounds like someone's right outside of my house making this loud weird noise so he gets up out of bed and opens a slider that leads into the backyard and he goes into the backyard and when you're standing there if you look towards the street you can clearly see over my fence and you can see the entire length of my street all the neighbors houses everything if you're standing in my backyard So he goes and looks, and this is where he says that he saw a bean that looked like a kid standing across the street, staring at our house, at that big bay window, just staring at it, making that noise. And he said it looked like a kid with giant black crazy hair, just standing there, staring at the front of my house, making that noise. So my dad is like, hey, like, what are you doing? And so he looks down for a split second at the the lock on the gate to lift it up and go out. He looks down, looks back up, and the thing is just completely vanished. There's nowhere it could have gone. Our street is just, 
it goes, it's pretty long. It just goes, it's a straight street. There's nowhere you could run and hide to. There's all that's there is sidewalks. So there's no cars on the street, but he looked down for a second, looked up and it was completely gone. What the fuck? Yeah, this happened the night we started digging. And Amanda, did you get any kind of vibe or reading from whatever that was? No, I didn't see it. And the crazy thing is, is Mackie and I had had that experience the night before. Hadn't told anyone about it. We hadn't really seen anyone. Left the next day pretty early. We're gone all day. And then, like you said, we were in the car for a while when your dad just brought it up. And when we were like, what did it sound like? And he made that noise again. Mackie and I knew exactly, like, we had just experienced the same thing the night before. So I have no idea what it was. But when I heard it, it genuinely scared me. But like anything would, you know, like, had it been a person or a dead person, I would have been just as freaked out. Well, I could see your face when Mackie was telling the story and you were getting like that sense memory and you were just kind of like, oh, I could tell that it, it had an effect. Okay. Also, did you say that Amanda's married? Yes. <laughs> when did that happen? <laughs> yeah, no, July 31st, I got married this year. Wow. Congratulations. That's so cool. I didn't, I didn't know that. Thanks. I, I had to get them while we were young. I had to tie him down. Apparently. <laughs> um, how does he feel about your abilities and gifts? Brendan, I, we have a question for you. So I didn't tell him what I did. We, we're high school sweethearts. We've been dating since we were freshmen in high school. But I didn't tell him about what I did for a very long time. Because I had to make sure he liked me before I sprung on, like, I see dead people, you know? Yeah. Otherwise, he'd, he'd have been out of there. Make him watch The uh, Sixth Sense, and you're like, so what, what do you think about people like that? You think that's yeah. cool or weird? Or... Um, how, do you, how do you feel about what my abilities and what I do? I, I love it. It's a good answer. He's gotten to come on a lot. <laughs> He's gotten to come on a lot of, like, our mine and Mackie's adventures and stuff, so... He's definitely been around for like the me helping people and the investigating. Yeah, it's definitely something that like with religious context, like it's definitely a blessing, you know, like it's something that, you know, I've, I've never heard of anybody, at least in my personal life, that's able to do anything like this. And so I think it's it's incredible. It's 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 even crazier watching her like work to help people, like getting to see her, like connect people with their loved ones it's it's incredible and Brendan was was there a time where this went from you know something that kind of interests you that she talked about to a time where you were like oh wow this is a real thing me with with my great mother at one point which was pretty cool it was more of like she told me that she was there and I kind of started like talk like talking about her and she was like telling me the responses my grandmother was giving my great-grandmother was giving and that was like really cool because the responses were like exactly like the type of things that she would say, like like phrases and like the way she was speaking. It was really cool. Um, and then just like things moving and things happening that she like was describing to me as they were happening. Yeah, Brendan uh, called me from, I was at Mackie's house the other day and he's never said this before, but he's like, what did you say? There's a lot of energy or like, there's a lot of energy here tonight. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and he's like, just like something's here, you know, when you kind of know. And I was like, okay, like that's, 
freaked me out because he's never said anything like that. But thank God I was at Maxie's house, so I didn't have to deal with it. And then the next day I got home and you told me about the couch. So I've been cleaning and I moved our couch. I pulled it away from the wall to sweep behind it. And then I moved it back and I pressed it all against the, the wall. It kind of sits in a corner. Like it's like the long side of the couch sits along one side and then the short side sits along the other. And I turned away and was doing something else. And I heard this noise and it happened so quickly and so abruptly that I like couldn't register what the noise was, but it was just kind of loud and abrupt. And it was like, it happened and then it was silent again. It was super odd. And I like looked around the room and I couldn't figure out what it was. Like I didn't notice anything. And so I walked out of the room and like did something else. And I walked back in and I noticed that the couch is slid like probably a foot to a, like away from the wall on the short side, like where the arm of the couch is pressed against the wall. It was really odd. So Brendan, you, you're married to Amanda. You've obviously known her for a while. How do you kind of compartmentalize everything that she's able to do all these experiences her gain in popularity I mean just since we've known her she's really kind of skyrocketed and social media and doing events and things like that I mean I don't know I'm just trying to imagine what it'd be like to live with an x-men like you just wake up in the morning and you're like wow I can't believe this person I love can see dead people I mean what what is that like for you at this point it's normal (laughs) it's weird to say but it's it's just become part of our life, you know? We had a night one night, it was a couple months ago that uh, we were laying in bed and she, like we can see out into our living room from our bed. And she, all the time she asks me, like we'll be driving and she'll be like, hey, do you see that person standing on the side of the road? And I'll say no. And she's like, oh, okay. Thanks because, for answering, you know? Yeah, she like, sometimes says that it's like hard to tell, you know, like sometimes it looks so much like a person that it's, it's you can't really tell. And we're lying in bed and she's like, Brendan, would you humor me and look into our living room? And like, like I'm, I'm looking at a little girl right now. Can you please just look in the living room? And as always, I say, yeah, of course. I sit up and I look into her living room and like immediately, like I see into the living room and I just immediately shoot right back down. I lay right back Please. down, like eyes wide as dinner plates. Just because I, I, I had also seen this little girl and it was one of those, it was such a weird thing that I had also seen her. I like didn't want to believe that he had. So I was like, Brendan, what color shirt was she wearing? And I told her that she was wearing a striped shirt, a, a horizontal striped shirt that was like dark color and light color. Like I couldn't tell colors out, but it looked like, to me, it looked like black and white. And she was wearing a black and white striped short sleeve shirt. Wow. And she asked me what kind of pants she was wearing. And I said that they were just dark. And that's all I could see too. Maybe black, maybe dark, dark blue. But it was it was so crazy for me to be like, hey, babe, do you see that? And he always goes, no. And he looks <laughs> and he's like, I see her. Like it was, to the, I was like, is there a little girl standing in my living room right now? Or is Brendan seeing a dead girl in my living room right now? <laughs> Both, which I'm saying out loud, realizing are terrifying. Yeah, but yeah which me, is worse. I'd almost yeah. go for the ghost over just a real human child just uh, <laughs> in the living room. But yeah, that yes. one was crazy. It was super odd. You've talked about before the fact that like, like making yourself like more vulnerable 
like spirits are able to do more you know like if you like if you make yourself very very vulnerable especially you considering that there's so much around you and they know that you can see them like if you make yourself too vulnerable you worry about like things happening um but we've talked about the fact that like alcohol makes you like mentally vulnerable like you're you're loose like you're like mentally you're a little more loose and I had had a couple of drinks that night and we had gone to bed like we we're I don't know what we were doing that night but we we're doing something and I had a couple of drinks and we went to bed and I saw this little girl and I was like like looking back on it I'm like wow that was super weird no and That's the reason because I had like thought about that too we had, we had friends yeah. over that night so I'm like maybe he like really is just psyching himself out, you know, and maybe I'm psyching myself out. And that's why I asked what color shirt she was wearing. Cause I had to know for sure, like was Brendan really seeing this little girl also? And turns out he was. Wow. Well, we're coming up on our hour. Thank you all for sharing that. That was so cool. Brendan, thank you for coming on the podcast. I know we've never met you before. Um, I'm uh, Noah, that's JJ. And this is the Real Hauntings podcast. But, um, yeah, but thank you for coming on. That was super cool of y'all to share those stories. I'm really curious, Mackie, since you've like, you know, been collaborating with Amanda, uh, have you gotten to like any kind of deeper understanding of like what's going on in your house? Uh, or do you feel like you know the, the ghosts there a little bit more? Um, well, from the start, like one of the main reasons I even contacted Amanda was because there were specific ones that I thought were here mainly the like the bad one in my room and then the one in the garage so I feel like so Amanda always says that my house is like a constant flow of people in and out which I always felt like there's always I just always felt like there's something here so hearing her say that like that makes sense but there are specific spirits that are here all the time right Amanda like the one the bad one that we can't get to leave my room area and then um my mom's mom is constantly with her then my friend who passed away is constantly with me um but yeah so it's like those three main ones I feel like and then just random ones that are always coming and going right Amanda yeah I always say like you said it kind of perfectly it's almost like a highway where there's some houses that I go to that are super peaceful and nobody's really passing through it's just family members that are there with loved ones but some houses I go to and it's like a paranormal highway where people are passing through constantly, even if they don't want to like stop and talk to me, like they don't have any message for me. They don't have any message for anyone in the house. Like they really are just walking through. So Mackie's uh, main living room area, I've always said is kind of like a highway. And then there's those specific spirits, family members and friends that I see a lot that grumpy old man I see and that negative spirit that we've been dealing with that kind of kickstarted Mackie and I hanging out. Mm -hmm. And we don't know, we haven't figured out why my house is like this. We, literally no idea. That's right. Like, Probably because of whatever's in that box. Yeah, that's what we're thinking. Like, <laughs> that wouldn't make sense because why else? And then also, I don't know if I found this out after I talked to you guys last, but um, our whole neighborhood apparently is built on Native American burial grounds. It used to be a wetlands area, and now it's houses. 
So like maybe that causes some energy, but we honestly, like for the most part, I feel like we just don't know why yet, but we're still trying to figure it out. Mm. Well, please, please, please come back when you guys unearth whatever it is that is in (laughs) that box and let our audience know all about that. But in general, now I got to ask because last time JJ's going to wait till I start to shut down every time and then bring up one more question. Go ahead. JJ. I'm so sorry. But just last time we we asked you this, Amanda, and it kind of rocked my world. And I'm hoping you're going to say yes, but it's on Noah's end this time. But have you seen any spirits on this Zoom call since we've been talking? Not a soul. All right. Whew. Just corporeal beings here. Today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you asked that. Cat would have killed us if we would not ask Amanda if she saw anything. Yeah. But oh, and then I have one more thing to add that me and Amanda have been freaking out about. I'll send you guys a picture. But when we were doing the the whole when we were digging and stuff, we came in my room and we got the most <laughs> terrifying, clear picture of the bad spirit in my room that we've ever caught. Like it's straight up. Can you see like here this wardrobe behind me right here? Mm-hmm. So it looks like this thing is inside of the mirror like not a reflection of it but it's as if it were standing inside the wardrobe and that mirror was a sheet of glass and he was standing in there that's what it looks like we'll send you the picture but please it's like the most crazy thing we've ever seen that's one of those that you wish you would have captured on like a live image where you could push down on it and see it like wiggle around (sighs) Well, it was on a video. It was on a video and it just stood there, stood still for about five seconds, just peeking. It's half of its body. It's as if it were like half of his body like this, just peeking around. But you can see the shoulder, head, torso, and then the legs kind of just disappear. I never feel like ghost or as real as when I talk to the two of you. That's when I, (laughs) I, whatever I am on the meter, that's when it always clicks up a couple notches for me. Um, But yeah, thank you all for coming on. This was um, a real treat for JJ and I. It's always nice to talk to guests that, you know, were rode with us early uh, as we, we built our base and we appreciate you two being a big part of that. And I know our fans, especially those that have been with us since the beginning, will enjoy getting to hear from you. And we kind of hope that we can get y'all back around a little more often, you know, even if it's just to help us interview guests, but yeah, it's, it's always fun. We, we talk about y'all on a lot of episodes. And so I know our fans will be excited to hear. So before we get y'all out of here, please just one at a time, go through and share your own social medias, your joint social medias everywhere. Our fans can reach out to y'all and check out your awesome content. I'm on TikTok. My username is at Mackie Albertson. Same on Instagram, Mackie Albertson. And then uh, my YouTube is Mackie Albertson. And then for Amanda and I, it's just Mackie and Amanda everywhere. And I am also on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube for my own channels at Amanda Ray Official. And that's R-A-Y-E, Amanda Ray. Uh, and then Mackie and Amanda, my name comes second. I lost in the coin toss. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> second billing. With that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. I'm Mackie Albertson. I'm Amanda Ray. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine. 
erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.